And we're live. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Isaac Boys Podcast. Dwayne the Ghost, alongside my brother Dwight, terrorizing. And um, we're here to bring you another episode, guys. This is episode 37 of the podcast. Podcast going strong. Um, lots of cool and fun stuff to cover as far as the gaming scene is concerned. Um, lots of game releases that we're, we're going to get into today. So let's just go ahead and get straight into it. Um, any uh, game news um, on the horizon that you wanted to get into? Well, there is um, kind of an update to... The la- uh, some, some some stuff we touched on last week in terms of um, console wars, if you will. Console wars still going strong. Mm-hmm. There's always developments. Well, kind of an update on stuff we touched on last week with uh, Microsoft um, partnering with, with GameStop. Apparently, um, that deal, uh, more details on that deal has, has been released. Uh, or maybe, I think, I think it is rumors. I'm not sure wasn't anything confirmed but from what I understand GameStop will receive not only uh, incentive to to sell Xbox in terms of like every Xbox sold they get a percentage or whatever mm-hmm. but now there's some way there, there seems to be some kind of tracking on on the consoles themselves that any purchases any digital purchases they also make a piece of? A piece of as well. Huh. That's interesting. I'm not sure how true it is, but I, I, from what I was understanding, the, the idea, well, is because, you know, because that is what's killing GameStop, the digital sales. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's Microsoft's way of trying to keep them in business, as well as incentivize them for selling Xboxes. Interesting. That's, uh, that's pretty game-changing. It for, is. The, the, for, for brick and mortar um, stores, you know, to, 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 to stay relevant. To I'm, stay I'm, I'm not sure how the tracking works exactly. I mean, I'm guessing there is some way with, um, what do you call it? You know, there's um, whatever the, like, serial numbers and stuff. Um, like, I guess we would tell, okay, this serial number, this Xbox purchased this serial number, this serial number purchased this game, you know. Whatever mm-hmm. IP address, or whatever I don't know. There, there's, I'm guessing there's tracking that, that they could figure it out, because that's uh, that apparently is the deal. But from what I'm understanding now is that it, it seems like Microsoft is trying to outpocket Sony, because now what, what ended up happening is now it, it's going to be hard for Sony to to, to keep in touch with it, to, to you know stay relevant with that, because now you're going to have all the GameStops pretty much focusing solely on Xbox, because mm. you know. They stay up. They stay in business because. based on the amount of Xboxes they sell. Now it's not a big percentage, but you know, to get something as opposed to nothing is you know always a plus. That's gonna be interesting. Um, from what I understand, Sony's apparently trying to work out a similar deal with them. But again, it, with GameStop, it, with GameStop, yeah, similar and not in similar the sense that you know they, you know, they're partnered with them in a sense, but it. Similar in that they, like, games sold through their PlayStations would, you know, they would get a benefit kind of thing. Mm. I think they're trying to work out something along those lines. Um, but at the same time, what what it seems like to me is that, you know, Microsoft is trying to out-pocket Sony. 
mm-hmm. because they're pushing them into territories that they don't want to go to. Like this, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not an area where Sony would have been like, you know, this is a great marketing idea. Let's, let's push because you know it's, mm-hmm. you know, the, I think Microsoft is is, is 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 dictating the way the the console wars is played in a sense, which is interesting. Yeah, they're, they're they're changing the the, the formula on the model because mm-hmm. they, <clears throat> they went with the you know the, the whole you know Game Pass thing has, has changed the, the model. It changed, yeah. And Sony's been you know trying to keep up with that right. as well. Uh, backward compatibility. Backward compatibility. Sony's been trying to keep up there as well, and now. It looks like they're they're pushing them into other territory, mm. which is it, it's getting interesting. I mean, Sony, of course, you know they still have the exclusives, and that's what you know, that's what they've been always known uh, for, known for, and they always hung their hat on. Mm-hmm. But now it seems like Microsoft is forcing them to do things that they're you know having them step outside their comfort zone, which you know it could still benefit them, but it's I don't know. It, I, I feel it's I think you know. Having the deep pockets is, is the ones who win who wins the war in this in this in this aspect. Yeah, I mean they're, they're gonna Microsoft definitely has those deep pockets, so they're they're trying to do some some uh, some big boy plays, I guess. To kind of, but who knows? I mean, this could ultimately, you know, make Sony a better company because like the good thing about competition is that you know it helps it stretches you it stre- stretches you and it, it you know helps you know the the consumer to get. The better product, so this could ultimately. In the end, in the end we win. In the end, we win 100. Yeah. percent You know, it, we, we, this could force Sony to, to do some things that um, Sony supporters could definitely you know benefit. get behind and yeah. benefit from. So yeah, I mean, in terms of the backward compatibility, I mean, if you're a if you're a Sony fan, you have Microsoft to thank for for that aspect because Sony didn't have any backward compatibility plans until Microsoft started rolling out theirs. Mm-hmm. So if you're you know, if you have a PS4. All those games you purchase, you know, I mean, they're it's still not as strong as Microsoft as, as Xbox, but mm-hmm. at least there is something you know to be had. You know what I mean? As opposed to nothing. Yeah. As opposed to nothing, because they were planned to just, you know, cut the cord. Yep. So, you know, you already have benefits there. Yeah. So I like that the competition helps, and we, ultimately, like we said, we win. So, uh, good stuff there. Um. I've been uh, doing some, um, looking up some stuff, doing some research on um, that new Cyberpunk yep. uh, 2077 mm-hmm. that's going to be coming out. That's um, a serious game, bro. That, that game is, that game is so in-depth, like, everything that you've seen from trailers or whatever barely scratches the surface of that game. That game is going to be heavy, heavy. It's going to be one of the, probably one of the bigger games of, of this year. Um, there's some other games coming out this year too as well, but mm-hmm. but honestly speaking, that that cyberpunk. I've been kind of flipping the coin whether I should get that or Watchdog because they're they're similar but they're different. Mm-hmm. I think both offer you a different experience in that um, cyberpunk gives you that more fine-tuned, refined experience of you know. You are this character, and choices you make affect the world, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas Watchdog gives you a more sandbox. I mean, they both give you kind of sandbox experience, but Watchdog yeah. gives you a more. It's more casual. Yeah, you, you can you know, you can play with friends. You can, you know, have a faction within your your game. Even single player, you can get you know, develop your posse and everything. But 
to go back to, to Cyberpunk, they give you quite a bit of options. I mean, like, you can make whoever you want in this game. Yep, you, you, you. you can fully customize your character to look like you, to look like anyone you want it to look like. You can customize your gender. You can be gender neutral. Um, genitalia size, boob size, like all <laughs> that. You can literally edit all these things, which is very in-depth for a game. And I, I saw a video that was kind of touching on that in terms of, you know, for a game that's a first-person game, and it's heavily in first person just for the immersion, the immersion of it. Why do why do they allow you to edit those things? Edit such fine details on how your character looks when you rarely see your character. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Throughout the entire game, you you barely see your character. You know that. This is true. But from what I understand, like the the, the whole reason for it is because you it it all has to do with the immersion aspect of it. Mm. Like they allow you to edit your character because you care more about your character when you. When you get to define all these different details about it, mm-hmm. when you when you put so much work into the character and you know, all their different personality traits, all these things, when you put so much work into it, it's like you you, you care more for the character. You care more what happens to the character. Mm-hmm. You're not uh, as likely to do you know crazy things. You know what I mean? It's you know you care more. And it's, it's all about the immersion. And of course, there is ways to see your character. Every reflection, you look inside a mirror. Yeah. You know when you go in the menus, you'll see you know you get to see your character, but. Most of the gameplay is first person. For all of the gameplay is first person. The, the, the whole idea is because again for the immersion. They don't want once you do a, a third person, it's like it's it's not you anymore. It's not you anymore. You're looking at a character, and it's as opposed to you being that character. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all for the immersion aspect of it. Yep. All for the and, and the graphics are solid. I can't um, I can't I can't wait to see it on next gen as well. It's gonna be even yeah like more it's gonna be like ray tracing like everything like it, it's it's gonna be one of those games like graphically it's gonna blow a lot of people's minds. I just hope it, it. I just hope it delivers because from everything that I've been seeing, it's all the gameplay footage and everything. It's very mind blowing. There's like, there's not only like different like organizations in the game. There's also like a bunch of different street gangs, not just one. Not just one or two. Mm-hmm. There's like about five different like gangs mm-hmm. over the whole Night City and uh, uh, nearby Night City. You know, yeah. it, it, it's it's crazy. Not yeah, to it. mention like you know, the. Like your 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 career path. There's yeah. there's diff- like three different career paths, but there's also four different styles. They talk about the style of the one. Those are like, you know, there's like a grungy, just kind of street mm-hmm. punky style. There's a more corporate, more, you know, dress. You know, kind of high class, dressy mm-hmm. style. And then there's your kind of you know like people that's like whatever kind of country mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And then of course there's, there's like your celebrity. Kind of flashy, chrome, big coats, big, you know, that kind of stuff. It, it's, it's very cool. And you can do whatever you want in mm-hmm. this aspect. And you can make modifications to your character that goes beyond just cosmetic stuff as far as like... Cybernetics. You game, can... it, it, that affects gameplay. You know, it, it's it's very interesting how, how everything is playing out. Not to mention vehicles in this game. Mm-hmm. There's, you know... Cars. Different like, cars, motorcycles. There's, there's motorcycles, yeah. There's... Lot, lots of cool stuff and, and weapons don't even talk about the weapons there's so many I've saw like like these like guns that, that look kind of like a shotgun and you just kind of shoot it in the air and all the, all the pellets mm-hmm. come together and, and hit a yeah, target yeah, yeah, yeah. all kinds of like weird off the wall futuristic around corners 
a lot of cool, fun stuff that's just can't wait to really get into it. Just just the just, just, just look at the NPCs and how they interact and how everything looks like super realistic. Like it's it's gonna be a great game. It's very it's very much it's just a city that you could just dive in and just become living, a part of living breathing. It's a city. living breathing city, you know, with rival gangs, with organizations, with people that are you know oppressed or uh, the high you know people that are rich and you know celebrities and yeah, I'm, I'm definitely all kinds of stuff. I'm definitely I mean, I'm I'm kind of torn because both games I think require a lot of attention. Definitely. Like Watch Dogs, they give you a full population of people and everyone is playable. Yeah, it's like, like like over a million people. Yeah. Over a million characters in this city. And this is Watch Dogs now. Over a million characters in this game and you can play with any one of them. You can play with any character. Any character that you can see in the game, you can play with. And that is Which, quite interesting. That, That's that, quite the feat in itself. Yeah, that in itself is, is mind-blowing. And I, I remember when they were talking about it, you know, when it was early on and they were... And they were saying, hey, this is what's going to be. I was like, there's no way they're going to be able to do that. And I figured, you know, probably like a couple hundred people, but mm. it's literally millions. The, and everyone has their own, you know, personalities. Your own backstory, family, you know, I mean, jobs. I, I've seen it. I've seen videos where people take, like, I don't even know if it's supposed to play out this way or it just happened to play out this way because of who the person is. But like, they need to, re- they, they wanted to recruit a certain uh, medic. Because so, someone with a medical background, so they, someone was like walking next to a, a, a hospital. They saw the guy. This guy they wanted, and they in looking up his backstory, they saw he had a gambling addiction or whatever. So they went to go talk to someone of, of his friends, because apparently each character has their own personalities and they also also have their own friends, relationships, and inter- inter- relationships and interconnectivity and everything. So they went to go talk to his friend to get more information on him. Come to find that he owes money to this this gang or whatever that apparently like when they went back to try to recruit him he was he was getting like I guess he I guess he time for him to pay you're getting shaken now and he was getting shaken it, it wasn't so it went from a recruiting mission to like now you gotta save him kind of thing <laughs> and I don't know how organic it is like this was happening randomly and they just happened to catch it at that time or is it something that got well, activated yeah, when, once you start looking up once you start looking up his stuff but either way it's, it has this very unique way of doing things because even though everyone is playable, you you just can't recruit everybody. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta work on how to recruit them. You get, there's different me- and not not one way works. You know, there's multiple different ways, and it's like everybody. Everyone has jobs. Everyone has occupations. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone has you know skills that they bring to the table. Yep. And there's every type of person you can imagine, from young to old to. You know, to people that are you know big into sports and like bar drinkers. Apparently, like that, that particular character, like when you drink, it gives you like certain like perks and stuff. <laughs> like, to you know, attorneys that you need on your team in case your characters go to jail and get you out. If you have medical staff, you know, it, it can help you get out of the hospital quicker. You know, there's there's perks to recruiting different types of people. Construction workers, you know, spies. There's, there's like actually, like I guess, like there's actually spies in the game, like James Bond type spies mm. that you can recruit as well. MI6 and yeah, that have you know, souped up cars and all kind of stuff that they bring to the table now. Like, there's, like there's endless possibilities of how you can play this game. Yep. Which you know, 
<laughs> you're, you're, you're pretty much building up your roster. Of, yeah, you're building up your roster. You can put, you can switch between any character at a time. You can actually, I think you can bring more than one person on missions with you at a time too. Yep. Um, but one thing to keep in mind is that once a character is dead, he is dead. When the character is dead, they're dead. They can get critically injured and then go to the hospital, which is an option as well. Mm-hmm. Or they can get captured. They can go to get, get to prison. You know, there's different things that you know could take him out of commission, which is, you know, quite interesting. So interesting. So many different ways to play. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn because both games are st- they seem to do what they they that they do very well. And um, I think I know Cyberpunk is coming out in November, but Watch Dogs come out in like literally three days. Mm-hmm. So I could start this. Pro- I think I think I might end up getting Watch Dogs first. Oh yeah, it's coming out first. It's coming out first, so might as well dive into it. You know, play as much as possible. Play as much as possible before Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk comes out, and then maybe dive into that. Maybe Watch Dogs has enough to, to hook me so that I'm, I'm still jumping back on it. Mm. Maybe not, but I might end up getting both of them, I guess. And I, rec- I mean, I recommend people to get both of them as well. I mean, they they both seem like some solid games, games that take, you know. Gameplay that we uh, we understand and enjoy now to a different to level. a next level, yeah. And even as far as I talk about the immersion for um, Cyberpunk, you know, there's like a website that's kind of like a somewhat of a directory for Night City, and you can kind of look up all kind of like Night City stuff. Like right now, like a, a mm. actual working website right now you can go to, and it talks about Night City like it's a real place. Talks about everything that's going on as far as like you know some of the politics. So what's going on? And like, there's even like stupid like pop-up ads on his website, which is ads for like not real stuff, but it's like stuff in Night City. Yeah, it's like very well done. It's very like, and it's a good way to to, to so you can read up and know yeah, about Night no, City before you before jump you jump into it because it's, it's a living, breathing city. Yeah, uh, with Watch Dogs, it's actually a futuristic London, which I've heard from. Well, I guess people that well people that have that live in London. So it's the most accurate depiction of London in any video game ever. Down to the side streets, to the little, you know, small pubs you see on the side. Like, it's, it's, it's the most accurate depiction of London that, that, that has been, been in any, any video game. And it's a future London, too. So and it's a future For London. them to say that, you know, you can tell that they, they stick to the, yeah. the core roots of what, you know, London is and just expand it with a few, you know, futuristic aspects like drones and things like that. But, yeah, man. Two two very unique next gen games. I'm still trying to decide what what type of faction I'm gonna make because it's it's so open that you know you you can you can you can get kind of interested with the themes you know. Can be yeah you can have an overall based theme you can just do a a myriad of different characters. Yeah you you can do like a hodgepodge of whatever you need. Yeah. Like you know your your Ocean's Twelve type everybody brings something different to the table. Like village people. (laughs) You could bring your. You're themed. Everyone is a certain like bunch of hackers. You know, you could. Everyone's like you know. You could do like your you know money heist type you know crew, or they're just you know, of course all wearing masks and they all keep have jumpsuits or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can do everyone in suits. You know, you can get everyone you know, fitted yeah. with suits and you know, everyone can bring different different things to like the that. table, but they can be themed when they're all wearing suits. You know, yeah, like, kind of like a you, you could even do it race wise. You could do like all. Asians or blacks, you know, whatever, whatever. You can you can get crazy with it. You can, you get, can do whatever you want to do in this thing. I don't know. I think I don't know. I, I've been kind of, you know, stewing over a couple ideas. Whether I want to do a bunch of old people, I want to, you know, get back at the young people and their technology kind of thing, or <laughs> if you want to do, you know, uh, 
Ocean's Eleven type crew. Ocean's Eleven type crew. Everyone brings something different to the table. Well, that's I mean that's kind of that's kind of how the game wants you to play in a sense because you're gonna you're gonna need different people to do different things. But I still want to keep a, a central theme, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe a certain outfit. That's okay. This is this is our uniform, pretty much. And because yeah, apparently, I mean, there's, I mean, you you can hack, like the 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 money currency in the game. It's like, I wouldn't say it's endless. It's endless, but you still have to go for it. Mm. Like you, you can hack ATMs. You can hack slot machines. You can hack different things to get money. Yeah. But you just have to do it. You know what I mean? So in terms of like buying different clothes and stuff, you know, it's, it's possible. You can even, like even the opposition, like the, the big main bad guys, you can even play as those people as well. So you could like, you could bring someone like that's part of the, you know, the, the, the bad guys on your side to like walk into the headquarters and grab certain intel, you know, stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's pretty interesting, man. It's, it's. I'm gonna enjoy playing with that. I think I'm gonna have different save files for different factions. It's, it's gonna take me a while to beat it because I think I'm gonna do it slowly. Un- unless I do the first playthrough, get an understanding, gonna, yeah. and then then go from there. And it's multiplayer too, so you know. It's multiplayer, which is like another cool thing is that you know you can play with your friends, up to three different friends. So four of you can just jump on a game. But what I don't understand is what I need to check back is: Do you bring your character from your game into their I game? Think so. Or do you play as one of their characters? I think it's kind of like um, State of the K, where you kind of bring your character from your game into their game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, I don't know if there's like a skill tree or anything as far as each of the individual characters. Maybe you just get the experience from doing the missions or whatever. Mm-hmm. But That's a good... Uh, yeah, that's a good... Well, there's all things to, to, to kind of work out and see. Because then, you know, when you're playing with your friends, you can have one person with you know, the main story that we're... Everyone's you know kind of contributing to it, and, and every every time you play, you just you know jump on with your friends and mm-hmm. you all play contribute to that one story. I mean that, that's kind of the one thing about it that's probably one of the most overlooked things, but might end up being the the, the, the big saving grace for the game is the is the, the co-op. Yeah. Because I mean, if you think about it, you and your friends are now in a living, breathing world. You can do whatever you want, be whoever you want. It's a, it's it 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 it, it change. It, it's like Grand Theft Auto, but in a different. Because I mean, in Grand Theft Auto, you, you could do all the like all, everything we we mentioned in a sense. Well, not really, because you can't re- can't really hack stuff in Grand Theft Auto. But you know. can't really hack stuff. And you can't really recruit anybody. But the co-op feature where you're still going through a story-based game, but with the sand with all the sandbox yeah. sandbox features to it. I don't think has really ever been done, really. At least not to that magnitude. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. We'll, we'll see when it actually comes out and how, that, how things actually play, how the co-op actually plays. But from what I'm seeing, everything on paper, it's it's looking, it's shaping up to be quite the game. Um, both games are. So, um, yeah, we'll probably do a review. After we get them and you know actually played both of them and kind of let you guys know you know our thoughts as mm-hmm. far as you right. know how, do do they actually live up to their expectation? That's the thing. Yeah, all, all these things you know in, in theory sound great, but how does the execution of these theories come yeah. into play? Because I I remember the first Watch Dogs trailer came out. Yeah, the first Watch Dogs ever came trailer came out, and the game did not live up to the hype. Then it was good. It was a good. It was a good game, but, but it, 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 it was nothing like that trailer. That, that trailer, 
I mean, granted, the trailer kind of showed some of the stuff that you can do, but it, it like, even the graphics-wise, was, it was way different. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping, you know, Ubisoft doesn't take us down that, you know. That rabbit hole again, because, yeah. I mean, the second one did a better job. second one did a much better job. But, I don't know, the, the, when, you saw the, when you saw the trailer for the very first Watch Dogs, it was mind-blowing. Definitely game-changing. So hopefully. And then when you saw the game, it was like, huh. A little underwhelming. Which, speaking of, you can actually play with the the, the, the original character for part one. Mm -hmm. He's in the game. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. And you can recruit him. That's interesting. He's a bit older. Oh, because time has passed, yeah. Yep, That's but, the future, yeah. Yep, but he's, it's, it's, it's him. He's in the game. I thought that was pretty cool. It's a good Easter egg. I'm, I'm wondering what other Easter eggs they stick in there. Like, what other characters from their other games may be lurking in London? Well, I know there's an Assassin's Creed skin. That's what I was thinking. Like, is, get, is Enzio like, in there, maybe, or there could be some, some interesting, you know, things. There can be some different directions they can go with it. Different characters from the different genres. Mm -hmm. Just kind of sprinkled in there. Maybe Sam Fisher's in there. Okay. He would fit right in. <laughs> exactly, you know. Or maybe he's DLC. I don't know. I can, I can see him being DLC in the future for real. Um, I, I never really looked up what's the DLC. That, uh, like expected for this game, like how they plan to do that, mm -hmm. if if at all. Um, whether it's gonna be characters or new maps or yeah, because I mean it's, it's kind of hard to do. I mean characters you can just always just kind of throw in the game any every any. There's game. millions, so you know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? What's another few hundred thousand exactly? So I don't know. Mm. I should probably look that up, see how they plan to handle that. Because mm. that would that, that would determine the overall. The, li the lifespan of the game. Lifespan yeah. of the game, because you know, I mean, after you, you play with your theme, your theme squad, faction yeah. enough times, it's like, all right, what's left to do? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. Oh, in other news, um, I don't know if you saw this morning, but Apex um dropped a new. Yeah, they dropped a cinematic this morning yep. on For Horizon. For Horizon. Did you see it? I did. Uh, it seemed like there seemed to be some some influence in time travel. Yeah, something kind of strange happening there. I'm not couldn't quite figure it out, but yeah, it seemed like she got caught in a time loop or something, or not a loop, but like a. Well, she oh. got. It looked like she got set up or somewhere. She was trying to. I guess they were going yeah. for some kind of material or something, and they were trying to steal it, but she ended up to she ended up keeping it. But then she has to. 87 years passed while she was doing that she was off in space and she she came back her kid already got old and everything old and died at 87 years is you know, a long time and she hasn't aged a bit so and she hasn't aged so that's kind of strange how they handle it and I'm, that being said I'm wondering like, I'm like why would you why would you put that in her story unless that influences her kid so does she have anything to do with time manipulation is what I'm wondering hmm because That's be interesting. you know they don't. They're, they're, they're up, I haven't heard anything on what her abilities might yeah, be. Yeah, what her kid's gonna be like. But I'm wondering if it has anything to do with time. But that would make the most sense to me. I'm interested to see what actually comes of it. I was all hoping to get you know, a full run on her kit and everything, but I think it will get that eventually. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess not. Well, it's not. It's safe to say she is confirmed as the next character. Yeah, because they're going through they're going through all this with mm -hmm. her, but yeah. there were still talks of other characters um, that still may join the game. Uh, for example, Ash. 
Yeah, Ash. Ash was potentially going to be one of the, the next characters. Um, Blisk was uh, again another to potentially be one of the characters. And then a character they're calling Volk. Was another character that there were, uh, which I thought was actually going to be the next one, rumored to be the next. Until you know, Horizon started doing her 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 Easter egg stuff, and then we got the full story. I actually thought Volk was going to be the next character, mm. but um, yeah, time will tell what actually does actually come to fruition and who actually, you know, maybe maybe it's going to be two new characters because they're, they're teasing so much stuff and so much lore stuff that I wouldn't be surprised if we get two characters one time. And I'm I'm more for char- like them doing multiple characters at a time. I mean, I know it's it's hard to control for quality control. It's hard to, you know. Yeah, adding too many variables at once. Exactly. But no, the only the issue when when you bring on a character when you bring on a character, and it takes a while for another character to come out is that everyone is just on that character. Yep, and it kind well, of changes the meta a lot too. It, it does too. Well, except for I mean, I don't know Rampart seems to like no one wants to play with her anymore. Seems like she's she's too situational. I mean, I she's she's good. I play with her every now and then. I, I enjoy playing with her, but I don't know. Like being a stationary character, it doesn't even matter if you have shields or a gun. To me, it's like mm, you you like again. It's situational. You can you can, you can have your moments and shine with her, you know, and you know, complete catch a team off guard and like for third party and stuff like that. You you can drop a lot of people, but as far as like I don't know, being offensive to me, she's. I mean, it's just some cool things she can do too. Like she can like, you know, like same way Kasa can use his traps to like lock doors and what. Mm-hmm. She can use her walls to lock doors. Mm-hmm. So that, that that's kind of cool. But and, and I, I remember that, that glitch I showed you where apparently if you if you use the havoc in select fire mode and you shoot through her amplified cover, hip fire, it it it, it it's a hundred percent accurate. Which is not a game-breaking glitch, and I, I hope I'm explaining that in a way that you guys can understand it. But if you shoot hip-fire, you know when you, when you hip-fire, they give you a variance of where your shots could land. When you shoot hip-fire in the single-fire mode for the Havoc through her amplified cover, it's 100% accurate. So, again, not game-breaking because it's not like it's... it's not like it, it homes onto the character or anything. You, you still gotta be... You still, you still gotta perform as a you know, as a player, but it is 100% accurate. I can see that being very useful for characters like uh, Pathfinder, because he has a little you know, little blue circle. Well, I mean, you you still have your you have the reticle, yeah. You yeah. have the reticle, which you know, whatever it is, it's still there. It's 100% accurate, so you just gotta yeah. you just gotta track that dot. But his dots it gives you like a little bit outline, gives you a little more circle, and I feel like it, it can help you line up your shots a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's again not not a game breaking glitch by any stretch of the imagination. Not to mention that that gun in single fire mode is not great by any, like nobody uses it that way. So it's not like what I knew. What I what I would like to check though, maybe I wonder if it is it just that gun. Thinking maybe other guns, maybe um, hip fire accurate, hundred percent accurate, or maybe maybe it's that same gun. Maybe maybe in the other mode, maybe it's hundred percent accurate the other way too. Have it. It'd be interesting. Use I mean, laser, I wouldn't use laser people. I mean, yeah. We used to have to contest with a lot of recoil, but that's true. Still, I mean, 100 percent accurate hip firing. You can get your strafe on, but you're behind cover, so you're safe anyway. So like, I don't know. Whatever. 
Like, sniper rifles is where you have to be worried about. If you're if you're 100, if you're if you're hit by a rocket with a cray bar, that could be, that could be square. Yeah, but again, this is a glitch. It, it's still not a, it's not game breaking because you still got to perform as a character. So mm -hmm. who knows if they'll patch it? Who knows if it's meant to be that way? Maybe we missed something in the patch notes. Patch notes, maybe I don't know. But it's something to. It's something that's there. Yep. In the game. I'm almost finished with the battle pass, by the way. I'm like 76. I barely scratched the surface. So I'm almost done with that battle pass. I'm almost finished with Call of Duty's battle pass. Yeah, COD as well. I'm pretty pretty close to the battle pass there as well. I'm so. in I'm in the high 80s. Yeah. I've been, I've been enjoying Call of Duty again. I mean, I, I, again, I'm I'm always looking for different ways to play with different guns, and it's an, it's like a never-ending cycle for me. Yep. Well, so there's also something to do with Call of Duty as far as you know. Trying out a new um, weapon, customizing it to tailor. Um, I, I've been tailoring uh, the the um, the Jack Twelve, formerly known as A Twelve. Mm -hmm. I've been my my current build on it. What I was doing that that I landed on that, that I like was uh, I was just working on the pretty much the the the, the accuracy of it from hip fire mm -hmm. and the the deadliness of the, of the range. Mm -hmm. So I was making it so that you know sprint to fire. It was ready. It was ready to go. Mm -hmm. So everything spread the fire was good, and of course the accuracy. And it's because with with a gun like that, you don't have to look on the sides. No, there's no. So, so there's no reason to put a, a scope on it. There's no reason to no anything that aim, you know, aim, aim down side speed. Aim down side speed. You don't need you don't need none of that. So I was building it around sprint to fire and hip fire accuracy, and it's pretty disgusting. I, I yeah. I haven't. I mean, I, you're, you're ready to go. Like as soon as you finish, like you see someone, you're ready to go. Mm -hmm. You don't have to aim Think about that much. Yeah, yeah. I've been. I haven't really worked on. That. That's one thing I haven't really worked on because so everybody's playing with it right now. So I'm like, well, let everybody get out their system, and then I'll probably jump on it later. I did try using the, the slugs. For it, it. Oh, it does come with slugs. I thought I was wondering if it if it has if it has slugs. It's not that good. It's almost like, why even bother. It's, I mean, I, I mean, I guess you can probably build it to be good, but it, maybe I don't have all the parts yet because the the recoil in it alone is is reason for it for you to not, not to use never it, yeah. to use it. Mm -hmm. I could see that, and especially at range. It's gonna take like two or three slugs. It's like, why? We just it's already horribly accurate to begin with. We try to use it at range. You know, it's it's it wasn't that great for me. I mean. I, I still, you know, okay, someone enjoyed it. There's still, yeah, there's still some work. I mean, I, and I, the clip I, was only like eight, eight, eight shots. Mm. So it was like, yeah, I mean, I'm now, a, if it was eight shots and like maybe like one to two slugs that will kill you, I'll be all for it because then it, it'd be great. Because then you can actually put down cover for you can actually, you know, to, well, I mean, to my knowledge, I mean, I haven't, I haven't checked it with that gun, but my knowledge, slugs are always one head. Well, one the head, yeah, but. It's so inaccurate that you're not getting any headshots. You're just aiming in someone's general, you know, vicinity and hoping for the best. Yeah, because I, I think I've used just about every shotgun in the game with slugs, and I like them for different reasons. Um, so I, that that one I definitely would like to try with slugs as well. I'm probably need some more parts because it's it's not, it's not it's not ideal. It's not worth it. What I mean, the, to what I've been trying to jump back at. I mean, I'm trying to find use for it, the 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 the, the right tech. By far the worst gun in the game, but I've seen a few videos where people are trying to make you know better use of it, and of course with all their videos, they're always you know disclaimer that hey you know it's just, it's there's, there's better there's way better options you know what I mean, mm -hmm. 
The only reason you use the right tech is because you're bored and you, you know, you want to do something that's different. Because, there, I mean, the gun itself is, it's not good. And I don't know why they don't make it, like, just make it a little better for me. They just, please, just, the aim down sight speed is, is what kills the gun in the most, for the most part. Two things that make the gun the worst gun in the game, aim down sight speed and the bullet velocity. Mm. Two of the worst things, two of the things that will get you killed in a heartbeat. Because it takes you a while to look down your sights, and even after you look down and you shoot the bullet, it, it moves it slowly. It takes a while for it to get there. So it's like, I mean, and again, that's of course if you're using the explosive rounds or the thermite rounds, they both move stupid slow. Um, but they're the fun of the I mean, if you if you want a sniper rifle, then there's better options. You, but there's better options. So that the reason to use that gun would be for those two options: thermite bullets or the explosive, explosive rounds. Explosive rounds gives you dismemberment out the gate, which is fun to use. Like it's it's legit fun to snipe somebody and watch them explode. I I, I can't you know it's 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 a cool part of using that gun, but the bullets move so stupid slow. It's like if you, you can't win it, it's, it's you have to catch people off guard for the most part. Yeah. But one, I saw something in the video. I, I, I this is my first time hearing it, so I need to do more research to see if it's. it's I'm guessing if he's saying it, it's true, because I mean, that's a weird logic to use. But apparently, if you shoot people with the explosive rounds and it hits them, they are slowed to the effect of a stun grenade. Mm. So it's like. If someone's running and you get, and they get hit with a explosion, like if you get hit directly with the round and the explosion goes off, it's like getting hit with a stun grenade. So they slow down. Mm. So it's easier for you to land the next shot. There's that. I never noticed that. I, I, I mean, because you, when you're when you're in a gunfight, you know, they're they got constant damage going on you and you're yep. shooting so slow. Yeah. But if that's true, then it it, it it takes you know other things into consideration. Where the gun is more in a it's more a support sniper rifle in a sense. Mm. Because, you know, in a, in a sniper battle, like if you and your friends are shooting at range and you and you have it and you hit and you hit the the enemies, now you you're, it it stuns them for your team to to do the cleanup. Mm. Also, too, that I, I I've known the gun is great at taking out vehicles. You can destroy vehicles ridiculously quick. Better it's it, it's better than using a rocket because the trophy system never takes effect. It's true. You oh, can, so even for like that um, Armored Royale, Armored Royale sort of thing? Uh, no, no, it's, it's gone, not, no. Yeah, it's gone, yeah. Damn. I thought, of, I thought about it and I... That would have been good to use for Armored Royale for sure. Yeah, because yeah, no... No trophy. No trophy takes effect, you just, you just blast it up. Damn. Well, whenever they bring it back, hopefully they do. So uh, I, I, I have made a class with the right tech for BRs and I've been in preparation for tonight because I know we're going to play tonight, so I, I have, I'm... I'm I, I jumped into a solo match and I came 10th. I, I could have won, but I don't know. I, apparently, gas is my Achilles heel. Because for whatever reason, I was not paying attention to the, to the gas. And like, it was like down to like, the ring was getting small, and I'm like, I just didn't, I just, I, just, I, just didn't, I just lost track of it. And now the gas is on me, and I'm dead. And I lose to the gas. I, I, I hate losing. Like, it's, it's almost embarrassing losing to the gas, but yeah. that's what happened to me. But I'm going to do more, more tests with that particular class when we play tonight. So I'm going to have the right tech. Um, Maybe we should try a team build around sniping. Just 
I don't think we've ever done that, you know, all four of us are just like snipers and we just taking our time setting up camp and four, four snipers, that, that can be deadly. Mm-hmm. Different types of snipers and I'm obviously, yeah, I mean, again, the right, and, and the cool thing with the right tech, again, when you're playing, you're always seeing vehicles. Take them out. Or even if you disable them and the person jumps out of the vehicle, now your team can just do the cleanup, mm-hmm. like you said. So, yeah, maybe we'll have some fun tonight. Let you guys know how it goes. And again, with the worst gun in the game and stuff. So y- y- you you have to you have to do overkill because you can't run with that game by you can't run that gun by itself. You'd be doing your, in a proper secondary. You'd be doing your team a disservice. <laughs> so right now I have an MP7 right type. If I'm gonna be rolling with the, if I'm gonna roll with the worst gun in the game, I might as well be rolling with my best gun in the game. Yeah. So just to balance balance that out. So that's gonna be fun. Yeah. Should be fun. We'll see how it goes tonight. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, let's take a quick break and then we'll uh, bring you guys some fight talk, which is uh, some exciting stuff to cover there. I can't yep. wait to, yep, yep, yep. to get into it. Alrighty. Enjoy listening to the podcast? Well, consider becoming a supporter. As a supporter, you can directly support the podcast with monetary contributions, ranging from a dollar to $10, based on your budget. Your monthly contributions will ensure that we can continue to do what we love doing, bringing you great content. Go to anchor.fm forward slash VIVN to find out how you can become a supporter. All contributions are greatly appreciated. Today, I want to say, this, it was my last fight. And no way I'm going to come here without my father. It was first time when, after what happened with my father, when UFC called me about Justin, I talked with my father, my mother, three days. She don't want to go fight without father, but I promise her it's going to be my last fight. And if I give my word, I have to follow. And we're back. Excited. Uh, what you guys just heard, of course, was our uh, very emotional, very touching uh, tribute to one of the greatest fighters to, to ever do it, yep. if not the. That, of course, is Khabib Nurmagomedov. As you heard in the clip, uh, he announced his retirement uh, last weekend. It was um, definitely... Very moving, very, you know, emotional time for him. And just his performance and everything was just world-class. Still showing that he is, you know, indeed one of the best to ever do it. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, happy to take the time to, to you know do that tribute for him. You know? Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I think right now we're gonna we're kind of gonna go a, a little bit off from what we usually, what we usually do because we usually you know go recap the, the card and um, all that stuff. And there is some to recap, which I guess we're gonna touch on. But I definitely want to take some time out to yeah. to talk about this because. So uh, yeah, 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 yeah. In terms of the entire career of Habib. It's, you know, everything that's been documented from his rise to the, the Connor stuff to his dad's passing to, to this, this win. You know, he's, he's been through so much and everything kind of played out in such a, a well-written movie in a sense. Yeah. I mean, to the point where, I mean, after he won and, you know, his, his reaction to him winning... You know, I mean, anyone that knew the story, you can't help but feel some some sort of emotion for him. Yeah. I mean, my wife, who doesn't even really follow UFC that much, I mean, she was crying. I mean, she it was it was such a moving thing. You know what I mean? And yeah, the whole experience of watching, you know, the fight and him announcing retirement and everyone's reaction to it. You know, it, it was such a, a such a moving thing, and I, I I've, I've later. Rewatched the fight. I've later rewatched, you know, mm-hmm. him announcing retirements. Um, I've, you know, his walkout song. Even I, I've re-listened to. I, I've listened to it because you know we always, you know, we, we liked it back since a while before a while now. Yeah. You know, but now I've like when, now when I listen to it, I, I heard from such a different perspective now, which is kind of strange. Yeah. But if you ever listen to his walkout song, it's or you know hear the story behind it, it's like you know it's. It's like she's singing from a perspective of, you know, leaving her home country and traveling off, you know, I guess maybe, you know, finding success, whatever, but, you know, missing, you know, the, the things of your home country that, you know, that calls to you in a sense, the, the things of your home country that you, you miss and, you know, that you enjoy and you, you find paradise in. Yep. And I don't know, listening to the song a lot kind of made me think of, you know, you know, here in mm-hmm. terms of you know the Virgin Islands and you know it's not as you know flashy and nice as you know the United States and there's there's many things to go off to the States and do and accomplish and you'd be right in doing so but there's also a charm in the Virgin Islands that that it, that it has yeah that you know I, I feel that we you know we could be a little bit more appreciative too we could be a little bit more respective too and we can you know it's always good to pay homage but getting back to the fight um yeah, let's let's, let's let's touch quickly on some of the notable fights, and yeah. we can and talk we, about the the yeah the other stuff. Um, um, as far well, as notable fights go, um, again, we're not gonna touch on every last one of these. There's there's not a ton to, to really cover. Um, if you were looking uh, on the prelims, the, the the main fight for the prelims, of course, Stefan Stu versus Taito Ivasa. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing much notable there. Taito Ivasa knocked out Stefan Stu pretty much. Yeah, like every other heavyweight. And um, <laughs> <laughs> Stefan Stu looked like he was looking. He looked a little bigger. He looked bigger and he usually looked, is. So he looked I was, better, but I was looking forward to seeing what he could do. But same result. Tuivasa actually looked smaller. Like he looked sm- like leaner, leaner, mm-hmm. and he he got the knockout. So that's off to Tayo Tuivasa. Um, um, my boy Quitelaba, unfortunately, got knocked out. You know, we were talking him up. You know the guy that paints himself as Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, they finally got this fight done, and it. it, it it went the same way it went the first time. Yep, by so, knockout. Yep. So that's now, that. Now on record, there's two knockouts of the same guy. On, on, it's it's hard to build a case for that fight again. Yep. 
if it ever comes down to it. Unfortunately, um, Lauren Murphy did her thing. Mm -hmm. I'm happy for her. She, she she did a big call out. She wants she, to fight. She wants, yeah, she wants she wants top person or, or title shot. Yeah, she's really calling for that title shot, and it's it's good it's because good. the division needs that. The division definitely needs. She's that. definitely gonna get it because yeah. But she better be careful what she's asking for. She's asking for Valentina. Whatever. Who Valentina is, you know. They, they need the uh, the, the women's divisions need, you know, it needs stuff like that. It needs excitement. So by all means, she 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 called it out. She's gonna get it. Whether she wins or loses, it's 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 good, you know. Yeah. Keeps the excitement going. So yeah, so, good, good on for, her. Good for her doing that. Uh, Delph Phil Haas. Mm -hmm, Megatron. The guy they call Megatron, Phil Haas, which uh, I wish we hyped him up the last, you know, the last um, episode, but well, wait, wait, he's wait, definitely wait. one to look out for. When you're coming from contenders, you know, it's hard to say, you know. Yeah, because you never know. How you don't. You don't want. You never want to go. There's a couple contenders that do well, and a couple contenders didn't do so well. So you never really know. So and he was one of them, because he was on the contenders like I think two or three times before he even got the contract. Mm -hmm. So you know, it, it, I didn't really want to have him, even though he did win by knockout this, to get into the the, the was, UFC. Yeah. I didn't want to hype him up still, you know, but he's earned it. He, he he's definitely earned it. I mean, Phil Haas showed that he got that knockout power. And he even said like when he fights like that, he throws to to do that, and mm -hmm. he did it. So hats off to him for. Doing his thing, that's definitely. And he, he walked up to the camera and said, "Yeah, this is mine now." Like mm -hmm. he, he was. And just for you guys to be aware, he's in the middleweight division. So, a lot of exciting, a lot of exciting prospects in the middleweight division. Mm -hmm. And we just added another one, which is Phil Haas. Keep your eyes out, Phil Haas. He can definitely do a lot of big things in that division. And then you have your heavyweights. Um, heavyweights, ah, uh, yeah. Um, Volkov versus Walt Harris. Walt Harris dro dropping another one, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, Ron Harris uh, lost another one. Um, he was looking good. He looked fresh. He looked like, you know, ready. Mm -hmm. You know, putting the whole, you know, losing his daughter behind him. And he looked like he was, like, you know, back and he was in a good place. But unfortunately, a he's... kicked to the solar plexus. He got a, a kick to the solar plexus. It just changed the whole perspective mm -hmm. on that fight. Like, he, he reacted immediately. You could mm -hmm. tell he was in a lot of pain. And I didn't know if it was a broken rib or what, but it was definitely like a liver kick that just... When, once you get those, those shut you down. Mm -hmm. If you've never been hit in the liver or in the breadbasket, trust me, it's not something fun, not something uh, you mm -hmm. want to experience, mm -hmm. not something to look forward to. So, unfortunately, he drops two in a row now. Two in a row now, but I still think there's there's some great things some coming out of there. I yeah. mean, and, and he, he he was talking himself up. I was, I, I was starting to drink the Kool Aid. He was he was talking himself up good. I was like, okay, yeah, but and I mean Volkov, you know, he's not. He doesn't do Stop. things that stands out, but he is always a tough fight for anybody. Mm -hmm. And he just shows that you know he has that he's crisp that, striking. Yeah, at, you he's know, still that the heavyweight division. Mm -hmm. that, that's, that's a problem. So hats off to Volkov doing his thing in heavyweight division, moving up. So heavyweight's kind of heating up a little bit now. You have mm -hmm. Volkov. You have um, uh, what's his name? Nagano. Uh, maybe Bones Jones, which I don't even want to talk about. But oh, we're gonna talk about him. Um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of good stuff going on in heavyweight division. We'll, we'll see. Mm -hmm. Of course, you got Blakovich. So Blakovich and Volkov, I think, would be a good, good fight. Mm, Blakovich is not heavyweight. Oh, sorry, he's light heavyweight. Sorry, what am I thinking? Heavyweight. Who's heavyweight champion right now? Um, it's Stipe. Stipe. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good fight. Stipe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be a good fight. I mean, it's not gonna probably do good pay-per-view numbers, but. And then of course the co-main versus Jared Cannonier, which was was hyped up, and a lot of people talked about this one. You know, everybody was saying you know Cannonier is gonna do it. To get the title shot against Easy, mm -hmm. but uh, Robert Rudker just shows that there's there's levels to this. Yeah, it was just outclassed him really. 
because I think a lot of people were going with Cannonier, and even, even the betting lines was going with Cannonier as the favorite early on. So if, if you got in early on the betting and you picked Whitaker, you, you, you could have made some money. I mean, mm-hmm. it evened up closer to the fight because people started to mm-hmm. you know, yeah. make come sense to, of the come whole to their thing. senses. <laughs> but people were, were, had Cannonier against, you know, over Whitaker, which to me, when, when I heard it, I was like, that's crazy to me because mm-hmm. he hasn't really. He hasn't really done much. Mm-mm. I mean, granted, he's coming off of two victories, I think, mm-hmm. in the middleweight division. But before that, he's coming off of two losses in light heavyweight. Which, yes, is a new division, but no one's counting that. But in the grand scheme of things, weight classes, it's not that big of a factor. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's still your skills against another man's skills. Mm-hmm. I mean, weight does have a factor. You know, you can take more damage or, you know, you're stronger or whatever the case may be. But he was coming off of two losses. So he's never really shown to me to be like a world beater that everyone was making him out to be. Granted, he has the knockout power and he has the, the right mindset as a fighter. But he was never that world beater in my mind. So when we doing, like, did our picks, I didn't pick him because I, I know what Whitaker is. This is a former champion. Exactly. This is a guy that has only lost to the current champion. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he has some other losses on his record, but if you look at his more recent body of work, mm-hmm. Robert Whitaker has been... Solid. Solid. Bobby Knuckles has been tearing through the division. Bobby Knuckles. And if you look at everyone that he fights, he does damage to them. Significant damage. Mm-hmm. And this one was no different. He, you know you know, he broke Kanye's arm? Huh? Kanye had a broken arm. From the kicks? From one of those kicks, yep, that he blocked. Man, because those kicks were coming. Those, uh, he, he, he throws some punches to forces you to, to lean on one side, and then the kicks come. Yep. Like, one of those kicks broke um, the wow. arm. Yeah, Robert is just just, t- just a tough, durable guy, and he's, he's and, former champion. He, he, and and, uh, and now they're, uh, which I think is a fight to make. Paulo Costa is calling him out. I mean, I, I think it's gonna be an exciting fight. I mean, I, th- I think I think Whitaker is gonna win. Obviously, but I, th- I still think it's you know, if you're Costa just wants to get back up there as soon as possible, and that that would be the right move for him to make. Sure, but is it, does he have the skills to? He doesn't. Honestly speaking, I think he needs to. Because if he fights Kanair, I think Kanair can beat him. To me, I mean, Paul Costa. So maybe, is, so maybe you take the two losers and put them together to see. One hundred percent. Fight, go, go fight, Kanair. Because if, that, if, if you could get past Kanair, that would be a more solid. That'd be a more interesting fight. Those yeah. are two guys that are sluggers, but I don't know how Kanair is going to be ready. The broken arm and everything. Mm-hmm. No, but that's true. But um, that would be a good fight. To me, that's a better fight than Robert Whitaker. Robert Whitaker is good. We're gonna win, yeah. It's gonna piece him up. He's too fast. His footwork is too good, and he's he does damage. Mm-hmm. This is a former champion. Like I think, uh, honestly speaking, the only person I think is gonna beat Robert Whitaker right now is Easy. It's mm-hmm. a good point. Because if they fight again, I'm pretty sure Easy's gonna win again. Sorry but to say. You could honestly, like in interviews, and they were asking him about it, like you know, do you think now you're ready for the title shot? He kind of skirted around it, and I was like, "Damn, that is that's what Izzy does." Maybe he, maybe he knows. He knows. He, he was in there. And he he was in there with him, and he know he knows what Izzy brings, and he's like, "He's not in any rush." He's not. In, he's like, you know, I'm not in any rush. You know, I'll and, fight and right they put so, in front of he, me. He, blah blah blah. Right now, if you're Robert Whitaker, all you have to do, just just hang out. Just keep winning. Just yeah. keep winning. Mm-hmm. You don't need to. You don't need to fight a chance. Because Izzy's gonna move up. There was already talk of Izzy moving up. Mm-hmm. When Izzy moves about out. Come you back get, for your belt. Get your belt back. <laughs> you're, you're gonna be right. You're gonna be number one mm-hmm. forever. Because mm-hmm. if you look at that division, there's no one beating Robert Whitaker right now. He's too good. Like his performance last night, like Saturday, just showed that he's too good. He's too good. He's quick, and he he does damage, and he, he has he has a couple tricks. 
which in this fight he rolled out some new tricks that we've never seen. Mm-hmm. Never seen him go for a takedown. Mm-hmm. And he went for a takedown this fight. Showing some of his wrestling um acumen. So Robert Whitaker still you know still solid. Still solid, still top of the division. Because still he's still in the right frame of mind and, mm-hmm. and he's a nice guy. I like he's it. a very nice guy. And I think that's maybe to his own fault because he doesn't talk too much. Mm-hmm. So people, he's not really like marketable in that aspect. But the good thing about him, which I think he he fares well for our brand, is that he's a gamer. Mm-hmm. So he does have a Twitch and everything, and mm-hmm. he, he he plays a lot of video games. So whenever he's not fighting, that's what he does. That's what he's doing. So maybe you should reach out and give him a VIVN endorsement. <laughs> that would be great. Which would probably never happen, but you never say never. Who knows? Never say never, man. Never say never. You can be part of stream team. <laughs> there you go. Robert Whitaker's part of stream team. Oh, man. Everything, like, everything will just go up. I'll throw the kitchen sink. Every, I'll, I'll just dump all the money that I throw at him. <laughs> well, anyways. And back to Khabib and Gaethje, which was a great the main fight. event, yep. Khabib versus Gaethje. I mean... There's, there's the, where do you begin with this one? A lot of people are saying it was a blowout, but it, it wasn't. No, there was Khabib got hit a couple of times. Khabib that got you hit were like, a lot, and Gaethje landed some leg kicks that even Gaethje said he, he felt he was two or three leg kicks away from stopping this fight. And he's probably right because he was landing some hard leg kicks that yeah, were hurting Khabib, which, which he does. That's what Gaethje does, mm-hmm. and he said it. You know, he just needs to land about eight of them, which we talked about earlier in, in the last mm-hmm. podcast as well. And boy, he didn't he didn't disappoint there, but. Khabib, Khabib, he had a, chin, well, one, one, a couple of things that are impressive about Khabib. One, he, he had a chin on him. Because he got hit a couple of times and he did, it didn't deter him from coming forward. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's, what, that's what makes him different. Because a lot of people, when, when you start getting hit, you're like, okay, let me... Back up, try to clear the cobwebs. Khabib, nope. Terminator, keep moving forward. Another day in the office. So that impressed me. His stand-up, for the first time, impressed me. Because... Mm-hmm. Khabib before this fight never had a good stand-up. Yeah, I, don't, I don't get what anyone says. People mm-hmm. say, oh, he knocked down Conor, but he, he didn't knock, out, knock down Conor because he had good stand-up. He knocked him out because you know, of the, 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 the threat of the shot, of the wrestling, is why he got the knockdown on Conor. But his, his hands generally weren't the best. Mm-hmm. He was never impressed with his hands. This fight, he was actually working behind a jab, mm-hmm. actually throwing some uppercuts. He was showing some good boxing. Like, he was... And not only that, he was throwing flying knees. He, he, he usually throws them, but he was very aggressive with them this, this fight. And he landed them, too. He landed. His stand-up was looking, like, ferocious. I was like, mm-hmm. I was really impressed by the stand-up. The pressure, the, first time the pressure he put on Gaethje was, like, he said he was going to drown him. And Gaethje was definitely drowning. At the, like, midway in the first one, you get to, like, Gaethje was just throwing kind of, like, wild, wild punches, just kind of, like, it's... It's 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 this weird thing that I I think I talked about before with like the, the Diaz brothers where pressure is a real is is a skill set. I don't know how you teach it, but pressure is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And the Diaz brothers are famous for it when they you know they just keep coming forward. And by the end of the third round or so, guys mm-hmm. are gassed and like you can't put a finger on what exactly is doing it, but it's it's, it's this thing pressure. called pressure. And Khabib is like that multiplied by ten because. At the end of the first round, I've never seen Gaethje so tired at the end of, like, from one round. From one round, Gaethje was sucking wind, like, I couldn't believe, I was like, what, what is happening here? Yeah. Does anybody else think, like, Gaethje was extremely exhausted, and there was, you, you, you can't point a finger and say, 
it was this or that. It yeah, was exactly. Ju- it, was it was just it was just, just the extreme pressure that he put on him. Mm-hmm. It was the weirdest thing. Keiichi was exhausted. Like even when he went to sit in the crowd, actually, like he was those times where he was like taking time to take strong deep breaths to try to catch his win back. Yeah, but in the second round, Khabib just just drawn him, continued continued the pressure, mm-hmm. and, and eventually took him down. And showing some new wrinkles in his game. I mean, Khabib ground game is usually from the top. Ground he wraps your legs up. He grounds and pounds you. He you, chokes you try you to out. get away from him. He he chokes you. Get your back. Chokes you out. But this time he was. Pakistani cook- handcuff. All that. He didn't even do that. Didn't even do none of that. I thought I'm attempting it, but he didn't. He didn't get it. But he just choked. Just choked him up. He just he attempted. He's he was he was going after the submissions instead and of letting them come to him. In the first round, I think he was going for like an armbar, mm-hmm. and he almost had the armbar until the bell. He had it, but it Which, was the bell. Yeah. You never see Khabib go for armbar. It's always like a choker or mm-hmm. or just ground and pound. He worked from the bottom twice in this fight, mm-hmm. which we never see him work from the bottom. I was on top. And then of course, ultimately, he got the finish from a triangle choke. From bottom, like, mm-hmm. you never see Khabib on bottom. And he's just showing that he has all these skills that, you know. You, just, you don't get to see. It was, it was just so imp- it was such an pr- impressive performance. Uh, I can't say enough good things about it. I mean. Unfortunately, it's his last performance. Yeah. He went ahead and um, announced his re- um, retirement, which we, you know, in the tribute that we played earlier, you, you heard that. And um, good for him. He... Set out to do something, he did it, and now he's gonna do whatever he wants to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Six million for this fight, by the way. Good, and that's just the guaranteed money. That's not mm-hmm. even talking about you know everything else. So good for him. I think he has six million, and then he got ninety thousand in incentives after that as well. And that's not even including pay per view numbers yet. So he's gonna be sitting pretty for this one. I mean, especially you know if he goes back to live. Home, Dagestan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. money's gonna go a long way. Yeah, because he, he, he again, this is, and people talk about you know UFC money versus boxers money, which is which is true, but the difference between Khabib and like, let's say like a Floyd Mayweather is that Khabib is not living that flashy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. No, he's not. With that money, he's living very humbly. So, so you talk about a man with like millions of dollars, more money than he needs, and he's just living humbly. He can run a country with that kind of money. Yep, he's, he's just he's just gonna he's gonna chill, take care of his family, and that's it. Do his thing. Uh, my my advice to him is just keep as many people out of your pockets as possible. I mean, I'm sure the UFC is always gonna take care of him anyway. Yeah. But not only the UFC, keep, but keep people out of his your management. His management. Probably the country of Russia. I don't know if you saw. I heard Putin invited him to the Kremlin. I'm not surprised. Did Did you see what Dagestan looked like? During the fight, after after I, I saw I saw some footage of people inside people's houses of people cheering and stuff, but I didn't see the country itself. Streets were full of people. It was like Conormania. It was just about as Conormania. People were everywhere, in the streets, of Dagestan, and Russia. Everywhere. No, there's no place to drive. Then there's none of that. People were in the streets. For this man, so like he can eat. He can he can run for any in government. He. Like he, he's he's in he's a good spot, it. and it, it, it sucks to see him retire on top like this because like, you know he has more to give. He has more like he has so much more to give, and his his whole country would would just enjoy all of it. But even though he's retiring, he can still play his role in the fight. For example, he does yeah. corner a lot of he people. does corner a lot of people. So There's a lot of fighters that he's trained mm-hmm. to come up. So he, he, that's where his legacy is going to continue. I think, mm-hmm. and of course, whenever UFC comes to Russia, I'm sure he's going to be a big part of it. Yep. So, his his future still looks bright. 
it's not like the, his his income goes to zero right now. It, it it goes to whatever he wants it to be right now because it's mm-hmm. the sky's the limit for this guy right now. He's he's still getting paid for interviews. He's still getting you know endorsements. Eventually, they're gonna someone's gonna write a want to write a book about him. He's gonna have a book, and that book is gonna that book is gonna sell. You know, there's there's nothing he can do right now. There could be a biopic on him. He's 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 set. He's good. And more more on his legacy. To me, one of the things that that Khabib proved, like well, his legacy goes so far beyond what most people are even considering. Because mm-hmm. if you look at you know the way fighters are usually you know their image, they usually portrayed mm-hmm. for, for fighters. Uh, just even average fighters or even the, some of the best fighters, it's always either this tough guy persona or this rich guy persona mm-hmm. or, or whatever the case is. Yeah. And this is a guy that was always humble. Always humble. You know, it was never about any of that. Mm-hmm. He was always his. He was always him. Mm-hmm. Always authentic to himself. So th- there's that aspect. But then from a guy, being a guy coming from the part of the world that he comes from, and all the stigma that goes along with that, mm-hmm. especially here in the U.S. Yep. Uh, you know all how, we, how we view them. All yeah. the mu- mm-hmm. the movies and all the mm-hmm. you know fake news and all the media and everything on that part of the world or whatever that's portrayed here in the U.S. For a guy to come from that part of the U.S. and impact the, the yeah. entire U.S. For example, mm-hmm. you can see a Muslim Arab or anybody, mm-hmm. you know, a Russian or, or someone from Pakistan, and you can you can bump into someone from there and just mention Khabib's name, and you guys can actually have a conversation now. Mm-hmm. Actually have mm-hmm. a friendly dialogue. You actually a point connect. Of interest, yeah, mm-hmm. you guys can actually connect on a point now, instead of just this person being, oh, this person could probably be a scary terrorist. Mm-hmm. Now you can actually you know connect with somebody on something now. Mm-hmm. Yep. That his impact goes so far that he, he as far as like world peace even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he, cro- he definitely crossed a lot of bridges. He crossed a lot of bridges that a lot mm-hmm. of people like we're, we're gonna our children will be talking about Khabib in the future. I think I think he's he has the impact that I think uh what's his name? Fedor could have have if mm-hmm. Fedor kept doing what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Fedor could have been the Khabib but he wasn't marketable because he never talked and started losing. And he had the <laughs> wrong wrong people around him. Yeah. But for a guy like Khabib to do what he did, the way he did it, and then right off in the sunset, I think he's going to be like a Bruce Lee figure mm-hmm. for our, our kids and our kids' kids. And we're all going to remember where we were when mm-hmm. this fight went down. Yep. And he announced his retirement. Everybody, I feel. Yeah, I mean, it was... Again, it was it's like the best written movie. I mean, it was it was just so well written, and there's so much more to you. people don't notice. But he had a broken foot three weeks he had before a the fight. Yep, his his toes were taped up during the fight. And if you if you look if you look at his foot like you look at his foot, not only was taped up, but you could see that it was that foot wasn't right. Yeah, it's a bit mangled. So he he did all that with a broken foot. Did all that with a broken foot, which not to go back, but Connor did that twice. But <laughs> just say, but um. But yeah, but he, even even Connor. Speaking of Connor, even Connor paid his respects. Connor paid his which, respects. Hats off. Yes. Because Connor Connor's a guy, a very proud man. You know, mm, and yep. him and Khabib always had this the, the, the worst the, rivalry. The, the darkest UFC has ever been was the build up for those when those yep. two were gonna fight. Mm-hmm. That's the darkest UFC have ever been. Like, like you, like leaving the press conference, you always felt a bit uncomfortable. Yes. And the build up to the fight, you're like, man, somebody's gonna get hurt. Mm-hmm. Some, somebody's gonna die. Mm-hmm. Something dangerous is gonna happen. Yeah, 
it, it was definitely bad times. But for them to go through all of that in Canada, I, I, I would love to see the two of them face to face make up. That'd be great. It would be the best thing for the sport, best thing for both of them moving forward. Mm-hmm. Because they can put this whole rivalry behind them. Because they're never going to fight again. They're never going to fight again. So you might as well. You might as well just make up. But, I mean, it's, it's one thing. Connor already, I mean, already showed his respect over Twitter, but it's, it's, it'd be a whole other thing to see that visual of both of them, you know. Shaking hands. Shaking yeah. hands. Even hugging, even. Embracing. That's, that's, that's a little stretch. But, you know, just making up that way, I think. Oh. That'll be, that'll it would be add best to the le- for humanity, actually. Yeah, not, it, not just even for the fight game. For it, it it adds to the legacy. It takes a step further. But we'll see if it ever happens. And let's touch on the, the the bad side of this whole thing. Is well, not the well, bad well, side. Well, we'll start with with Connor's team because okay. for every day, Dylan Dennis mm. couldn't couldn't have taken Connor's example and just mm. let it go. Mm. Want to say, oh, Khabib is running from Connor. Mm. Dylan, let's show them. Yeah. I've, I mean, granted, I've never met Dylan Dallas fan. <laughs> but because he's part of Connor, I was like, I, I kind of accepted, okay, well, he's yeah. part of the clique or whatever. He's part of the boy, yeah. This guy just needs to go with mm. He's in Bellator for a reason. And if you ever hear him talk, you swear this guy is the best thing since sliced bread. He, he, he's he's kind of borderlining on Kobe Cunning, Kobe Cunning thing to me. Mm. Like, that's why it's the dislike I have for him. <laughs> Well, now for sure. Well, he's building up because mm-hmm. before if you hear him talk, you could, he, he's obviously trying to be Conor. He's trying his absolute best mm-hmm. to be Conor McGregor, but not he's not taking the good things from Conor McGregor, like the work ethic mm-hmm. and the, you know the skills and everything. He just has he's a one trick pony, just his grappling, which he's world class at. But Can he's not so far. Yeah, him in Maya. Exactly. And he's trying to take this poor persona thing. Very annoying. He's very COVID Connington like where you know. He'd post pictures with him and girls and all, mm-hmm. all like very annoying, very childish. He couldn't see Khabib right from the sunset to say, "Oh, he's running from Connor." Shut up, because Connor's not even saying that. Exactly. Just, just stop trying to grab your clout or whatever. Just, just and it, it, if you're not good to say, just shut up. I, I hate I hate people that do that. Just same thing with Paulo Costa. It's like when you hear people say stuff like that, it's like, did he not just beat you convincingly? Like, <laughs> there's not there's, you can't you can't use that argument. That argument doesn't exist. If there was some controversy, then you could say, "Yeah, patience." But like when it's when it's clear cut, when it's clear cut, there's that that argument doesn't exist. Yeah. So and instead of being an adult and being the bigger person, I'm like mm. you know what, happy for Khabib, whatever, mm. just squash the beef because th- there's there's no there's not there's nothing. Well, with him, it's different because he, 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 he they, they they put some they put some blows on him. They yeah. put some They put some licks on him. <laughs> well, they, they they beat him up in the crowd. But at the same time, like I said, like I said we we're talking about for the, what's good for the sport because mm-hmm. again, that was a very dark time in, in mm-hmm. the UFC. They need to put the, put the whole chapter behind them by just mm-hmm. squashing Squashing it, it yep. It'd be the best thing. Hopefully somebody speaks to, to Connor and his team. I mean, Connor already set the example. Mm-hmm. Hopefully Everybody's just, need to follow it. Should have just followed it, but whatever. Next guy on my shit list is, is John Jones. Man, what a scumbag. Scum de Liam. I, I have such an appreciation for John Jones as a fighter. But as a person. He's just the worst kind of person, man. He the just, worst kind of human being. He just gets in his own way and he just needs to just... I don't know, man. What, what, we're, what we're referring to... Where do we begin with this guy? Is, you know, Connor acts to be put on, like, number one pound Khabib. for pound... Uh, Khabib, I'm sorry. Khabib acts to be put on the number one pound for pound fighter in the world. In the, in, in the, on the list. Which he, does, he honestly deserves. He's undefeated for this long. And it's not even... He's, he, hasn't even he, doesn't, you know, he doesn't even have rounds where he lost. 
it's safe to say that's a, I mean that's he's been dominant it goes without question and it's, 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 it's recent because if, if you look at if you look at these lists right they're, they're not even a real thing mm-hmm. it's not like you're getting paid based on the powerful no it's yeah. nothing yeah. it doesn't affect none of that mm-hmm. it's just a list to give us something to talk about. Okay. That's yeah. literally all it is. Mm-hmm. The pound for pound list is just a list to give us something to talk about. Yep. To say this guy is pound for pound better than this. whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just mumbo jumbo. And, and and Khabib has earned his, his spot there. There's no and 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 why? Because he's fought recently. Mm-hmm. When you look at the pound for pound list, whenever it moves, it's all based on recent recent fight. performance. Mm-hmm. When's the last time John Jones fight? Exactly. So the fact that he's not a, like it's it's, it's not. What we're referring to, by the way, is the fact that John Jones decided. Yeah, we, we haven't gotten into it because it's so annoying. That, you know, Khabib should not be put on the number one pound for because he's still the pound for champion because he's yeah. had more title defenses and how is this even a conversation? Blah, 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 blah. And I could see his argument. Fine, whatever. But that's not the point here. The, 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 when you look at the, the career of Habib and everything he's gone through and everything he's done you, you, you're, you're watching it you're seeing everything he went through and you see him mm. at his highest moment him you know you know what I'm retiring right now mm. John Jones couldn't have been the bigger person I just let Khabib have his moment no he couldn't he couldn't he tried to steal the spotlight and said like, no once again he's trying to take the shine off of, from somebody else mm-hmm. when, when, when Izzy was doing his thing and yep. winning he tried to take the, the spotlight again once did the spotlight again it's like dude just he's if a, you're not gonna fight and earnest why you just show you need to do is shut up and fight exactly that's it that's it if he if, if he you know stayed out of his own way stay off of know, Twitter cause I mean if, if you want to compare careers I mean let's look at what Khabib has done not just inside the ring but outside the ring you know he's definitely a humanitarian as opposed to a partying drug Organic. abusing you know you know it's and I, I'm not I'm not perfect by I'm not here to judge anybody. But I'm saying like, Habib definitely deserves to be on that number one pound for pound list. There's no question, based on everything he's done inside the ring, everything he's done outside the ring, and again, he, his recent fights. He's exactly. He's undefeated. John Jones has one defeat on his record, from which is from disqualification, which even proves more that Habib should be on the list because he hasn't made a mistake. He ha- he's been perfect throughout his career. John Jones has lost rounds. John Jones has lost rounds. He's gotten disqualified. He's gotten belt stripped from him. How could you put him on the list? You know what I mean? I mean, granted, John Jones is on the list. He, he's been number yes, one. He, because he, yeah, he, yeah, okay, let, let's, let, let's correct that. He does deserve to be on the list. But, like, Khabib, def- Khabib definitely deserves to be on the number one list. Because let's say they're both of them are the same weight class. You think Khabib would be John Jones? There's a good argument for it. 100%. There's a good argument for it. I mean, it's it's not it's not a, a sure shot way, but he's beaten great strikers, mm-hmm. and, and John he, Jones has shown the ability to be, be taken down. Yeah, and Khabib has been Khabib grapples with heavyweights. John Jones is a light heavyweight. Yeah, so it's not. So like, if they fight right now, maybe he can beat him. Exactly. Is 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 all that aside? They're not gonna fight. Whatever. Mm-hmm. All the justifications doesn't even matter. Because again, let's, let's, I'm trying to put this in perspective so people can understand the scumbag that John Jones is. <laughs> this is a list mm-hmm. that you know reporters and people use just to give us something to talk about. Mm-hmm. It, doesn't, it doesn't take money from anybody's pocket for being on this list or yep. being higher or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's none of that. It's just a list that gives us something to talk about. So John Jones, Sakabib, 
fight his Mate. heart out mm -hmm. without his father there. Because mm -hmm. he just recently lost his father. Man, break down in emotions and everything. Announced his retirement and said, you know what? It's my final request. Just make me the pump, 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 you know, mm -hmm. number one. Because mm -hmm. I feel I deserve this. I did all these things, whatever. Look at my career. Mm -hmm. I feel I deserve this. Everybody that has anything to do with this said, you know what? This guy makes sense. Mm -hmm. Of course. Make, you know what? We'll honor this. You know why? Because it's just a list <laughs> that gives us something to talk about. It's not like it's set in stone. It's not like it can't change. Mm -hmm. Not to mention, which is the most, which makes this even more of a scumbag move, in my opinion. Habib is retiring. He will be on the list for a week or two. Exactly. You know? It's exactly Maybe my point. a month. It's and exactly then he's retiring, point. so you're going to have to take him off at some point. Exactly. It's, just, it's, a, it's like a dying man's request. It's his final request. It's the last thing he wants. You can't, you can't, can't, let him, can't let him have a shine. Can't let him have a shine. Gotta make your, uh, gotta make your voice known. For a list that doesn't make that much sense. And his justification, oh, you know, it, it spits on all the work that him and his team has done. Blah, blah, blah. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Because one, you've been on that list. Mm -hmm. You've been to the top of the list for a long time. And you're still there. And you're still at the top of the list. Maybe you got to number two for a, what, a week or two? Or until a you month? fight again, maybe? Exactly. Which is right because you don't you haven't fought. Exactly. Exactly. Which is the right thing to do. Just shut your mouth and fight. That's all we don't know what your we don't as of today we don't know what your recent performance is. Not to mention you are quote unquote retired. Right? <laughs> exactly. So you shouldn't That's even right. be on the list. That is one hundred percent right. Why are you arguing for a list if you did, are so called retired? He did claim retirement a while back. So yeah. we don't even know what John does do. We don't know if he's gonna fight again. Mm -hmm. We don't know if he's gonna, you know, fight heavyweight. If he's gonna go back to light heavyweight. If he's gonna fight Izzy. Is he gonna fight Brockovich? Mm -hmm. Is he gonna fight Nagano? Mm -hmm. Is he gonna fight Stipe? Like, what? What are you doing? Nobody knows. But yet here you are defending a, a, a imaginary list. Just scumbag. Scumbag. Scum, scum, scumbag. And I, I can't wait to see him lose. Because I think it'll be the last piece of humble pie that just has, that he needs. That he needs to be force fed. He needs to be stripped of everything. Great that he's quote unquote ever worked for, because just when you like, because he has been. Just when you, just when, just when you think he's you know, okay, he's a better person now. And he's he's learning he's, from his mistakes. He just shows that he hasn't. Yeah, he's the same. So he, he just needs he just needs a little more humbling. Maybe it happens. Maybe it doesn't happen. The best the best thing that could happen to him is, is him losing. I think so. He just needs to lose to get that out of his out of him. So he's, okay, you're you're a dude. You're a regular dude. Like we're all regular people. We're all working for what we want. Now just just be a Stand-up person. Mm -hmm. He he tries to be a pretend stand-up person. Like he tries to portray that image, mm -hmm. but you can tell it, it's always forced. It's yep. never him. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I can't stand that about him. And again, like I, I, I mean, I've done a lot of John Joe stuff. Like I've excused him for a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Him drinking and all that, getting caught with a gun. Him hitting a pregnant lady. All of that BS. Mm -hmm. I, I I always forget because I, I was always a John Jones fan. Mm -hmm. I like I like you know. Some of the things that he's accomplished and everything, and, and, and the way he carries himself, to some degree, I, I, I appreciate. But I'm to the point now that I'm, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm fed up with John Jones. Like, if he doesn't fight again, couldn't care any less. Yeah. And if is. he does fight again, I want to see him lose. Mm -hmm. that, that's where I'm at with John Jones. Sorry to say, because about a week ago, I was a John Jones fan. But it's just like, how many, how many times are we going to excuse from this guy? How many times are we going to give him a pass, bro? He's just, he's just shown that he or she has shown his true character. Even if you, even if you could compare him to Conor McGregor, 
Because some people say Conor McGregor is kind of going on that path too as well. Mm-hmm. Of all this other stuff. You can see the you can see the difference. Yeah, I can see more of a difference in Conor than I could see. Because Co- Co- Conor won. So a lot, some of it has been false accusations. People just trying to get money out of him mm-hmm. because of the, the mega star that he is. And there's been situational stuff where he's you know and, and he's, he's you know honestly like uh, uh, apologized for. And you, you can see him. He's took it himself. Oh, like he doesn't like go out and stuff like that. He just see, every time you see Conor pictures now in the media, it's mm-hmm. just pictures of him and his family. Mm-hmm. And, and that's and that's that's the best place for him. Be around your family, be surrounded by the people that actually mm-hmm. love you, and you can just you know humble you and humble you and, and everything. Yeah, and, and and Connor has lost, so mm-hmm. he has been humbled, and he's mm-hmm. you can see in the, in the cowboy fight, he was it was a much different Connor, even though he won. Yeah, it was it was a, it was a different everything. You can you can see like he's he's being himself. I even said it like this is this is who I am. I'm not going to be myself. Mm-hmm. Great. This is when he's happened to John Jones. He needs to get man. I, and you, man, you know what? I wish that Cormier wasn't retired, <laughs> and Cormier's beat the brakes off of him one, at least one oh, time. Unfortunately, that can happen. That's never gonna happen. Unfortunately, <laughs> John is always gonna beat Cormier. But yes, unfortunately, man, that would be the biggest piece of humble pie. That would be if Cormier comes back and beats the brakes off of John Jones. That'd be the greatest thing ever. It actually would be. That'll be the best thing for John Jones. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll be a John Jones fan after that. I'll definitely be a Cormier fan. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not really a Cormier fan, so yeah, that says a lot. But anywho, enough on that scumbag. Mm-hmm. Um, this weekend, mm-hmm. um, we may have end up doing another tribute because another great fighter is going to probably be announcing his retirement as well. Yeah, Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva, is, uh, his last fight's coming up this weekend. Against um, Uriah Hall, so that's gonna be a good fight. Um, it was scheduled before, but it didn't happen. I'm glad to see it actually come through because those are two. Those are two, two very skilled strikers. So we're definitely looking forward to that. Um, for those of you on the pick'em game, definitely get your picks in. Um, we're actually at a tie this weekend, so that's gonna be that's interesting. Um, still trying to navigate how we're gonna you know resolve it, but it, it's it, it's a tie as of uh, right now. Last week's Pick'em game, but yeah, if you're not on the Pick'em game, definitely get on that. It's a good way to enjoy the fights, win some money. Um, as we end this card, uh, this podcast, we're going to end it with uh, a good idea coming from the man himself that needs no introduction, Mr. Khabib Nurmagomedov. Uh, we're going to have him cover the the good idea. Uh, it's not, uh, again, this is a clip coming courtesy of the UFC, so um, just listen to some, you know, Words of wisdom from Khabib himself as he rides off into the sunset. You guys be good to each other. Stay safe out there. Listen to Khabib. <laughs> I grew up in mountain, you know, like I'm coming from nowhere. Like people need, who this guy with headgear, like nobody understand what it is. Like, well, Kenny, just as he did at the weigh-in, Habib Nurmagomedov, it really attached to that wig. I don't know if that's a wig or a, or a hat. He going inside the cage, he smash everybody, he's 29 and old. Habib Nurmagomedov is the one! Who this guy, world champion, like everybody talk about him, where he from, Dagestan. He wrestling all his life with beers, you know, like, this guy is crazy, you know. The standard upon which all lightweights will be judged, Habib Nurmagomedov. In the last biggest event in UFC, I'm gonna show best performance and uh, 
retired, undefeated, undisputed UFC lightweight champ. Becomes one of the greatest lightweights of all time. This is my dream and I follow this. I want to be greatest like Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali. Not only inside the cage, outside too. You know, like, even you beat everybody inside the cage. You have to be champion outside and inside. You never know what happened tomorrow. If we want your your dreams come true, you have to follow this. Even you have injury, surgery, like everything is come. You have to keep going, keep focused and take your dream.